Hello and welcome to the This Week I Watched an Anime Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Logan, and on the other side of this call, I have Sean. Say hello, Sean. Hello, hello. How's everyone doing? Uh, today, on this episode of the podcast, we have a review for you guys. We're going to be reviewing Tower of God, a new original anime by Crunchyroll, as well as we'll be introducing ourselves as uh, hosts, because none of you guys know who we are, and I feel it's important for them to know who we are. Right, Sean? I, I think it might be a little bit useful. Okay, so, well, Sean, how have you been? How's your week been? Um, you know, with school, week's been pretty good. Uh, keeping busy, sitting in front of the computer, doing a lot of online stuff, as yeah. I assume most every other student is doing right about now. So. Uh, I completely understand that, man. I've been in front of my computer for so many hours. I know yesterday, I, I think I spent six, seven, eight hours on it. Yeah, it's like a lot of hours. But, I mean, when you're in a tech-centered uh program it's to be expected so yes always and also just like the pandemic too yeah mm -hmm. i understand it completely yeah everybody's doing everything this way so yeah uh watch any other good anime besides tower of god this week see anything cool um anything else good other than tower of god well i've been watching a lot of god of high school um doing my best to keep up on that and also uh sword art online alicization um I've been watching that, trying to keep up with simulcast pretty much since it started coming out again. So Yeah, you've been bothering me to watch that forever. I'm working on it. It's I swear beautiful! I it's so nice! <laughs> I swear I am working on trying to watch it. I've just got so many other things to do right now. <laughs> it's a big plate, man. It's a big plate. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, also, any other fun games you're doing? Anything else? Um, I've been playing a lot of Spider-Man. Spider-Man and Breakpoint. That's about it. Nice. Yeah. How about uh, you? Uh, on my end, I've been playing a lot of Dragon Quest. I've been trying to knock yep. through Dragon Quest Eleven. That game is fun, but it is so so long. I'm at the point so where much. you meet uh, the fighter girl and the old man. Mm -hmm. I'm like not super far into it, but like I'm far enough. You put a few hours. Yeah, like, yeah. fifteen. You know, working on it. Few, All few right, behind so, the screen. Yeah, just a few. Just a few. <laughs> Uh, so our topic for today as a discussion is just uh, for you guys to get to know us. Uh, our questions for the day are always, our questions for the day are, what's our first exposure to anime and what is uh, some of our top five anime that we love the most in the world? Sean, uh, you want to go first with your thoughts? Uh, yeah, like I can start us off here with the first anime I ever watched. Um, I, well, I can't really say it's necessarily the first anime I ever watched because I've probably seen bits and pieces of other things here. Like I've seen... Yu-Gi-Oh stuff like that, um, but the one, the first one that I watched that really got me hooked uh, was definitely Bleach. Um, the Ichigo and Kapachi fight right near the end of the first season. Oh my god! I, I, I mean, you you know the amount of anime I watch. I've been an addict ever since. So yeah, it really it does hook people though. That fight is amazing, and Bleach was such a good series. I'm sad it like ended on uh, essentially filler, but mm -hmm. it ended on like a weird point. It I'm happy really coming did. back, though. Me too. I'm so excited for that startup. I'm very, very excited to see the new season of the Bleach anime. I also, I'm really curious to see if Kubo is going to be there to help them uh, maybe flush out some things that he never got to do in the manga. Yeah. Because I know his ending was very, very rushed, and it wasn't... I don't think it, what it it's what he wanted to do, but he... No, was, for sure. I think he was told that he had a set date to finish it by, and so he really rushed the ending. Yeah. I know a lot of fans, including myself, have a problem with how the manga ended, but... Eh, what are you gonna do? 
personally, I haven't actually read the manga, so I can't really say much on how that ended. But even with how the series ended, uh, it, it definitely even in the anime felt really rushed near the end. It was kind of just a, oh, well, we've got this. These are how many episodes we have left. But we don't have any time for a serious arc, so let's do this. And they just kind of threw it at us. Yeah, well, the entire Fulbring arc is in the manga, but it is, it's the arc just before the final one. Yeah, like it's, they just kind of, nah, this is, we'll slap this out in our last few episodes and call yeah. it good with that. It's a refresher. So. It was supposed to be a refresher uh, arc between uh, the fake Karakura and the Thousand Year Blood War arc. It's mm -hmm. just like a brief little point in time where Ichigo doesn't have his powers. Where he doesn't have anything and he learns to fight in a new way. Yeah. yeah. So. Oh. Uh. Well, my first exposure to anime was uh, when I was a small child, I watched a lot of Cartoon Network, and every so often I would catch Toonami, and I remember watching uh, the, I like to call it the Save Sasuke arc, I'm not sure what it's actually called, in Naruto, uh, in the original series where they're going, and Sasuke is taken away by the Sound Ninja, and hit Naruto, Shikamaru, Choji, Neji, and oh. Lee, and Kiba all go and save him. Beautiful. Best that mission was my ever. First Oh, it's amazing. That was my first exposure to, like, really watching anime. Mm -hmm. That and, like, also the Skypea arc in One Piece. Because that was on during that time. That's a, it's an amazing arc. Mm -hmm. Luffy's fight with uh, Enru. Oh. Oh, yeah, that one's so good. Yeah. Just one so, giant golden fist from hell. Oh, it's so good. Like, and the melt, like, he just melts it all and tries to hurt Luffy, but he just gave him a better weapon. Mm -hmm. It's, it's so funny. Oh, it was great. Yes. Uh, I think I'll start with the top fives of our yeah, for sure. uh, some of our top five top five favorite anime. Uh, these are in no particular order on my end. Uh, I love all of these pretty much equally. Maybe one less so, just because it is newer and I haven't seen as much of that one. Uh, but my top five mm -hmm. is One Piece, Naruto, Death Note, Full Metal Alchemist, the original and Brotherhood. I love them together, and Akira no Sora, which is a new sports anime about basketball. Yeah, you've actually you got me onto that Ahia Nosoro. I just haven't gotten through too much of it yet, but it's it's really good. Yeah, I I love it. It's so it's it's I think it's a nice realistic take on a basketball anime because we have Koroko's basketball, mm -hmm. which is it is amazing. It's so cool to see basketball with superpowers essentially. Like it, and the like final, that's exactly what it is. The final games are nothing but just like Saiyans playing basketball. It's really cool, but it's not realistic at all. No. That's what I like about uh, Sora, though, is that entire series is very... This is from, like, level zero going to try to get to the championship. They start at the very, very bottom with hoodlums. Yeah, and like they're... And they slowly get better at the game. It's really cool. Nothing more than punks to begin with. Just one kid who's interested in it enough to bring the rest of them together. Yeah. Exactly. And it's, it's, so, ref it's so cool to see someone's passion drive other people to, like want to do it as well mm -hmm. it's a really neat series for that it's almost and I know like we have some almost like an infectious passion yeah completely yeah and i know we have some overlap in our list so i'll let you speak on yours before we get into more specifics about why we love all these series Alrighty, already uh well my list as well is also not really in any particular order um i will say however the first one is by far one of my favorite anime in the world um as some of my tattoos may have pointed out. Not that any of our listeners know that, but you do. Um, so that would be One Piece. Um, I love it. Favorite anime by far. Uh, and then also all of the Magi series, or the Magi series, um, they just put together great. I love the story behind them. Um, I agree. 
Naruto is also one of my favorites. You know, you got to have the big three, of course. Um, and then Full Metal Alchemist, same as you, both Brotherhood and the original. Beautiful, beautiful series. Um, and then my last one would be uh, A Comic Got Kill. It was probably one of the first anime ever to bring a tear to my eye, just from the ending. I've still never seen that show. I know you've. I, this is another one you've bothered me to watch forever. I just I haven't watched it, man. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's okay. There's there's a long, long list. Yeah, there's a long list. Everyone has that massive backlog, though. Who's going to oh. watch every anime they want to watch? Right? Like, I'll be 70 by the time I get through everything, and then there's going to be so much more. Yeah. Also, just for context for our listeners, Sean has a big tattoo of Zoro on his chest doing uh the what is it the ten thousand pound phoenix attack yeah yeah it's 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 a really cool tattoo yeah no i i really like it i gotta get it finished it's just line work right now but still it's probably it'll be awesome to see when it's done man yeah okay also as a caveat for everyone listening who is definitely well i assume is definitely screaming at us for liking the original full metal you can come fight me about that. I watched the original Full Metal, and then I watched Brotherhood, and that, I think, made Brotherhood that much more of a better watching experience. Because I knew the story, but then I had uprest visuals, I had a more <laughs> engaging story because it followed the manga, opposed to having an original ending. I thought it was fantastic. I thought Brotherhood was even better because I had watched the original. I agree 100%. Like, Brotherhood... I don't think would have had nearly the same impact as it did without watching the original, especially with no. how like the beginning of brotherhood is more condensed, like is just oh, extremely a more condensed version of like the original series. And it was kind of like a beautiful little recap until you get through it. And then you get all of this amazing new story that like, if you've only watched the show, you never got it's a yeah it's fantastic I, I i really think the first episode was a wink at everyone who had seen the original series before because uh-huh. you're introduced to so many characters but you have no context for who they are yeah it's great yeah uh I, we both love one piece i think okay the reason i love one piece so much is the fact that it is such it is such an engaging story it is so f- fantastical and whimsical it's mm-hmm. this amazing world that is so fun to look at and to learn about and also i just love pirates i love the pirates of the caribbean movies pirates are just cool man they are they really are for me it's like a lot of the world design to the whole one piece setup it just really draws me in it it really interests me but mostly it's like even though there are so many episodes and it really is a lot to get into um and it like does kind of start off in that more younger childish sort of style that most of the animes start out in like even naruto the first series was season was oh. like the same thing just when everyone's so young and whatnot but like my opinion i, I think the first season of naruto is kind of booty yeah a little bit um but it's like, a little ass in my opinion um like one piece with their characters stories and their developments to each of like the main characters like the main members of the crew they just have such beautiful and in-depth and intricate backstories and like the little tie-ins from their backstories to the little parts of the continuing story that if you like catch like with sorry for the spoiler for many of you but like brooke and his crew and the whale from the uh bottom of the 
uh, Reverse Mountain. Just, it made it's me cry. It's so cool. It made me cry. That, that, those little things that Oda does to like really bring the world and show you that this is a constant ecosystem is so neat. Because mm-hmm. it is like it is fantastic world building what Oda does. It oh, shows. Yeah. It really, really does show his skill in writing and his skill in like art as well. Because um, I know one thing that he did that I find is hilarious is there's a character that exists solely because there was a continuity error in one of his mangas, like one of the chapters he did, where he had a door broken and then in the next panel the door was still there. So what he did is someone like wrote in t- to Oda about it. So what he did is he made up a character who was the this uh, traveling carpenter who will fix anything if he sees it broken. So that's why the door was fixed in the next panel and not still broken mm-hmm. it's just those little things that just make it just makes my heart just, just so happy ties the whole world together it, yeah makes me excited for every little detail yeah uh I'm just, I'm just gonna talk about uh the other one of my top five that we haven't discussed yet and that's death note mm-hmm. and the reason i like death note so much is it's a representation of the type of anime that really make that really make me think and like question certain things about society. I, I feel the same way about Psychopaths, mm-hmm. where I love that. I really like that series because it makes you really question morality and like really think about things because it deals with such heavy topics, especially Death Note. It is an awesomely crafted story. You follow a villain, which I think is really interesting. You follow someone who is essentially he has a god complex based on what he's doing with the, with the Death Note. Yeah, and it's. I think it's just so well crafted, and it's a really interesting t- t- detective story, and I it's beautifully made. It really is, and it's it's really well thought out um, in the way that like the characters interact with each other, and how it's like the characters give each other so much information, but even like as the watcher, the reader, you only get just enough to understand. Like they don't oh, yeah. overflow you with all of this extra information that other characters don't know yet it's like yeah you're just getting exactly what you need at exactly the right time his whole final scheme at the end of the first season is so cool because it's so in depth and you have no idea as the watcher of anything that's gonna anything that's happening in it because they because the writer has kept it a secret from you Mm -hmm. but the clues are there if you're able to pick them up oh yeah and like a lot of that stuff is like one of those things that makes it so rewatchable because you Mm -hmm. go through and you watch it the second time and it's like oh there's that little thing that I missed. Oh, there's that little thing. Sorry, my phone just went off. I'll turn that on silent. Don't worry, mine went off earlier too. Uh, <laughs> the our listeners will have a fun little uh, twofer there. Sorry, right, at least it's not screaming pickle Rick in their ear anymore. Hey, that's good. Um, and now that there's one more that we haven't talked about that's on the lists, and that's uh, Magi. I also love Magi, but it's not in my top five. It is in my like top ten for sure. It's mm-hmm. just these other shows have just mean more to me yeah magi is a is a beautifully crafted story i love the aesthetic and everything else is just amazing about it yeah for me like with magi probably the biggest character draw for me is definitely simbad like his whole background and the whole how he is corrupted from both the good and the bad side of what is their power system basically it's oh it's just amazing he is yeah, the Sinbad, just like the Sinbad, that cool hero character. Sorry, we keep getting each other off there. 
It's all good. Uh, yeah, the Sinbad series that Netflix did is really mm-hmm. a great representation of what that world is. It's really cool to see. I really want them to do a second season of the Sinbad spinoff. Yeah. Uh, who knows what Netflix is doing, man? Right? Who knows? Like, they give you something amazing and then make you wait for any more of it. Yep. Yep. Oh, I agree. <laughs> uh, is there anything else you want to talk about uh, with our favorite animes and first exposures? Um, no, I think that kind of pretty much covers like that's that's my top five for sure the my first exposure would be bleach bleach like just barely scrapes into that number six spot for sure it's definitely up there in my top tens as well same with death note um but yeah like other other than that that's pretty much those are my you ask for a recommendation you're probably gonna get one of those first yeah uh this is where you and i differ you recommend shows that you really like but i try to find shows that I think the other person might like based on you know non non anime stuff that they watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it works. All right, I think it's uh, I think we're gonna move into the review now. I mean, we are almost twenty minutes in, so yeah. Oh, I feel like it's a good time then. <laughs> Probably right uh, on the money. Okay, we're back. We had some technical difficulties. Uh, there's gonna be a weird cut in the recording. I apologize. Uh, we're just figuring out our software. We're trying to make sure everything is running smoothly. I apologize, but this is only day one. This is episode one, so we can only go up from here, which is good. Everything's an improvement, right? Yes, everything's an improvement. Uh, so we're going to move into the review now. We're reviewing Tower of God this week. Uh, we're going to start with a spoiler-free discussion and talking about general ideas and the music and general thoughts we have on the series of Tower of God, and then we'll start moving into a spoiler section where we talk about more specifics, and we get into the pertinent information that we like and dislike about certain characters, certain events that happen. If you don't want to listen to that, well, there will be a big old spoiler warning just before we get into that part of the discussion. But to begin with, I'm going to read the uh, description that's on Crunchyroll. Reach the top, and everything will be yours. At the top of the tower exists everything in this world, and all of it can be yours. You can become a god. This is the story of the beginning and the end of Rachel, the girl who climbed the tower, so she could see the stars, and bam, the boy who needed nothing but her. So that's uh, the description on Crunchyroll. I think it's kind of apt, but not overly that pertinent once you start watching the series. Yeah. It's kind of the rides in the background. It's definitely still what the main thing is for the whole first season. But Yeah. Okay, so, uh, Sean, what are your thoughts uh, overall on... The, what was your first impressions of Tower of God before you even started watching it? Um, before I even started watching it, like just off the trailer? Um, yes. Like, right off the bat, some of the things that really caught my eye were, like, the way it's animated. Um, it's kind of got this old school feel to it which is really nice but the i don't know i guess the kind of style of how they do their power is is just really stylized in a way that hooked me on it um didn't really understand much of where the story was going to go from the trailer like it's a very vague trailer to be sure um but it's definitely definitely interesting yeah, uh, I had some very similar thoughts. I didn't really watch the trailer, but I uh, like I'd seen a couple clips, and I've also I like looked at the art and everything else. And 
it really did look quite interesting and I didn't really have much to expect from it I had no uh, pre-thoughts of what it was going to be I do I will say it is very very different when you start watching it from what you think it's going to be about or how it's going to start oh yeah it's very zero to a hundred immediately there's not there is no build-up whatsoever this series just starts yeah. I kind of like that though it's really interesting it's a neat way to do mm-hmm. it yeah, kind of the trials through the first few episodes are very, really interesting. Yes. Uh, I'm not sure if I uh, said this in the intro, but we're going to try to stay to the information that's presented to the viewer in the first three episodes. Uh, just to <laughs> make it easy uh, for us to still talk about the series without divulging too much. So, uh, my thoughts on the first part of the series is... It really is, it just drops you in with no context to anything and just expects you to just start picking it up as you keep going. Tower of God really just starts right where uh, right where you think an episode's going to be at, epi- right where most anime you think is going to be at, at episode four. I think that's where this, play- this anime starts. Yeah, it kind of took all the backstory build up and just went, nah, that's too much, let's just start here. Yeah, who needs preamble? Yeah. Let's just do it while we're, while we're watching yeah. the show. We'll just cut you in here and there a little bit. Yeah. I think that's like a really cool way to do it, though, because uh, especially with the context of who Bam is as a character, which we'll talk more about in the spoiler portion of it, but giving, uh, getting the view- giving the viewer no context really does feel like you're in Bam's shoes, uh, because if you watch farther into it, you'll understand why. Yeah. It, it really it really gives him uh, that very everyman feel of oh you're learning this you're learning about this world as Bam's learning about it too yeah actually I guess I never really thought about it that way like as you go through the series you really all you know about this world is as much as what Bam knows like right actually that's like you get a little bit more and that's it nothing else it's just the yeah, basics you get, of what I've seen. There's some aside. Yeah, there's some asides, yeah. but not much else. Most. Because you basically you uh, throughout the series you're following Bam's adventures through the, like to try to go climb the Tower mm-hmm. of God, which is, uh, it is the Tower of God is a thing that you're able to climb and to uh, try to go seek glory through it, in this world. Uh, but Bam doesn't know anything about it. He's just kind of dropped there, and no one knows why he's there. <laughs> Even he doesn't know why he's. There why he's there he's just chasing after yeah. rachel that's the only person that's his only thought in the entire world is i must go help rachel i must go find rachel i must be with rachel you should call him ross well uh what are your thoughts on the beginning of the series and overall things that go on um from like the first three episodes episode two man that that hunt the entire thing that really is like it set the tone across the bar for like across the board to for what you can expect from like all of the action scenes from it definitely like set the bar for them kind of teased you a little bit into some of the other stuff that you get into but not enough to really notice what it was or anything um yeah i think that that hunt was really quite interesting mm-hmm. it oh, i do agree it does set the tone for like this world does not care yeah whatsoever yeah no it, there is no care whatsoever just the immediate 
setup of that first challenge just all right this is no half done all right go uh go murder everyone yeah (laughs) you reach this time if there's not this many people everyone fails they're like all right uh death death lots of death yeah Uh, okay, something I found is really cool uh, that I like about this world is the weapons. Yeah. Specifically, like, the, the ignition weapons. I think those are so interesting and, like, a cool way to, like, give magical powers to objects without having them, I don't know, be alive or, like, be, like, these ridiculously powerful things. Like, they have conditions in a way. Mm-hmm. Especially with, like, the Black March, because that's the one you see in the first three episodes is the Black March, the sword that the princess gives to Bam. It's really cool how it listens to Bam, but it's never once listened to the princess. Or... <laughs> because it's a living sword. Anyone else, really, for that matter. <laughs> and it's solely because the sword thinks he's cute. <laughs> I think that's so funny. It's so it's such a fun little detail. And... Also... Uh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, I was gonna say, also with the, uh... Like, with the Black March and kind of her interaction with Bam, it really sets the tone right there. For a lot of how the rest of the characters and everyone we meet throughout the series, it really sets the tone for a lot of the ways that they interact with them as well. Um, I do agree, yeah. Yeah. That is really cool. Also, something that I think is really neat is uh, Shinsu. The whole the whole concept of Shinsu. Mm-hmm. I think that's really, really cool. How it's water and the water gives them life, which is allegorical to like what real life is. Yeah. Because like, without water no humans can live in the normal world so why not make it up the same thing in this fantasy world i think it's really cool yeah it's a really nice touch i'm not sure if shinsu shinsu might be minor spoilers but shinsu in this world is essentially like nen from hunter hunter chakra in naruto it's their special uh superpower juice the whole power system behind it yeah that's that's the whole context of what Shinsu is for anyone who hasn't seen it yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, can we talk about the music? Because the music is great. Yeah. The music in the show is so good. I honestly don't pay as much attention to the music of it, but like it definitely did have that like really fantasy unknown theme to it, which was really yeah. cool. I really like the music. I think it's really ominous, and I think it's it does set the tone really really well and there's silence when there needs to be silence Mm -hmm. it's i think it's really well scored and really well thought out with how the sound is made and how the soundscape is created the only thing that i have like gripes with is the intro i'm not a huge fan of like the opening sequence because it's not really animated there's so many black screens yeah i I do have a gripe with that i think there should be more because you could really showcase how this animation flows because you see in the show just how good it is I want to know your perspective being an animation student. Um, like, from the perspective of, like, the 2D animation style, like, that really old-school look that they're taking to it, um, yeah. it's, like, usually you expect something a lot more blocky and a little hard-edged to it, but it everything's just smooth, and it's almost got that little bit of a... I don't want to call it a blur, but... Like, it's just, it kind of softens the world, the way they animated it. But then, like, like with the way that they show the action, it, like, really contrasts that really well. I do agree. Mm Because, like, 
with in the action scenes it does get really really sharp yeah but i i do i do agree with the whole what it's not blur but like it looks like it is a painting it looks like it's a sketch yeah but not in a bad way it's it ha- it looks handmade and handcrafted with love yeah really well refined it, but still has that hand held touch to it almost oh yeah the animation is extremely well done and extremely beautiful it it also does remind me of god of high school because that's another crunchyroll original mm-hmm. they have similar ish uh, animation styles but they are distinctly different which i do like the art style in god of high school is really unique and i really really appreciate it yeah it's definitely more of that sharper new age kind of style and i i'm all about it i'm down for the sharp Loving crisp it. look it's so good uh, do you have any more thoughts on our spoiler-free section of our review that you want to bring up? Um, not really. I don't want to get get too into it. I don't want to spoil anything by accident. Just getting too excited for it. All right. Well, I think it's time to move into uh, spoilers. Spoilers. There's there's going to be many many spoilers. So many spoilers. So many. Stop listening. Like spoiler. Stop listening. If you don't it, want the spoilers, it's gonna happen. Okay, I think we've scared them off enough. Maybe. Uh, spoilers. <laughs> you gotta be safe, man. Spoilers. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> uh, okay, so I'm gonna start off with... Uh, um, uh, this episode's gonna be explicit now. Um, uh, fuck Rachel? Yeah, fuck Rachel. What the hell is wrong with her? <laughs> okay, for, the, for those of you who are listening and haven't seen it and just don't care... Um, the show is structured in a very unique way. There's 12 episodes of a great story that follows Bam throughout the entirety of his journey to try to climb the tower. And then the last episode is a recap. The 13th one is a recap of everything that's happened, but from Rachel's perspective. Yeah. And you get to see really why uh, Rachel did what she did in episode 12 and push Bam off of the bu- out of the bubble to try to kill him. Mm-hmm. And I, I can't stand her. It's- she is a toxic human. And I'm so not okay with it. Toxic human is literally like the best way to describe it. She is that back, like that backstabbing friend that is there. Like as soon as she had that opportunity, done. Well, it's I I think it's just so awful because like she has no remorse whatsoever she's like i will do literally anything to climb the tower and if i have to kill the one friend who will do literally anything for me i will do it yeah oh it just it curdles my skin at the same time the uh one who put him up to him i can never remember his name which one the rabbit with the weird mace oh he's just the uh, he's the gatekeeper. Yeah, I don't think gatekeeper. he has an actual name. That's what they call him. Um, just the way that he put him, put her up to it by basically like bringing Bam, Bam in and putting him through that very first trial that he went through with the fish and like having to basically accept defeat and able to, in order to actually succeed. Um, and then yeah, that armored eel is crazy. Oh yeah, and then at that last episode showing how he made her watch without anybody else knowing and then that was basically what set the whole tone for you're never gonna be better than him 
he's supposed to be here, not you. Like, oh, it's this so... is if if you don't kill him, oh. you'll never belong. It's oh, it's so, and I I'm so intrigued. I'm so interested to see how everyone is going to deal with Rachel. How all of them are gonna like. I hope all of them find out and just leave her. Yeah. Like, just what? It's probably, um, yeah, I can't remember the name again. The Blue Turtle. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I forget his name too. We'll pull it up here. Yeah, that's what I'm working on right now, actually. Um, but he, I, I know he's going to be the first one to figure it out. Like, Oh, definitely. He's so smart. He, that man is so smart. Everything is so well thought out. And the little bits that they're letting on to his backstory, like, I, I am thirsting for more. I need to know more It's about so him. good. Oh, I loved the little bit with, uh, with the door challenge at the end of that, where he walks through the door and the uh, exam commissioner, I forget his, what, he's, what his title is, is like, your bag looks heavy. Mm-hmm. That was so cool. I love how he just essentially has, uh, oh, what is the D&D item? Uh, the uh, bag of holding. Bag of holding. Yeah. He has a bag of holding like just that his doubles a, things. A doubling bag of holding. It's beautiful. I kind of want to write that into the D&D campaign. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's, it's, I think it's really good. And it's so, that, that, those little details are so, so interesting. Mm-hmm. Coon. Um, Blue Turtle's name is Coon. Coon. Yes. That's yes. what it was. Yeah. That's definitely what his name is. <laughs> so. Oh, oh it's... Uh, there's. There, I think there's so many good characters in this show, though. Like, Rack is such a cool idea where he's just like this simpleton who's just like, I just want to hunt you, mm-hmm. but you're also kind of my friend. Yeah. It's kind of the... I, I want to hunt you, but it's, like, it's not that I'm here to kill you. It's like, I want to test my strength against yours. It's more like respect mm-hmm. than, uh, like, malice. Yeah. It's so cool. And then, who are the other characters that are really prevalent? There's Anik. I love Anik. Anik. Oh, man. And... Her whole character arc is so good. Uh, the name and of like, her... The Green April. The Green April, that one. Oh, man, that sword. If you could even that call it a sword. Ignition weapon, yeah. It's an ignition it's... weapon. Yeah, I guess... It's not a sword. Um, but, like, I definitely wasn't expecting that from the crown hunt when she pulled that shit out. I was not either. And also the fact that she's the daughter of a princess. Mm-hmm. And, like, I loved the backstory with the princess of, of Jihad because that's a really cool detail that, like, you don't have to outright... It's really what... What am I trying to say? I'm trying to say that it was a cool way of how to introduce it without doing, like... In exposition dump in the beginning of an episode yeah with like there is a king he has daughters they're not allowed to date or have intercourse with anyone yeah they're chosen like that doesn't matter it was a cool way of introducing it by having her interact with another princess of jihad and then in the end having them or having like the other princess basically decide that she wants to climb the tower with this basically her niece Yes. And it's kind of that transition, that character change between hunting her down because that's what her father, the King of Jihad, would want because she's 
basically against a princess of jihad yeah a princess of jihad but like a daughter of a princess of jihad which is like against the rules all of his rules yeah um just kind of that transition to rebelling against her father with it yeah i'm excited to see what ends up happening with them later on oh one of my favorite things with the princess of i'm gonna keep talking about the princesses of jihad because it's a cool character arc Mm -hmm. i love the ending where uh the ending of like the that story arc of the jihad princesses where the first princess that bam encounters comes to the exam site Mm -hmm. fights the dude who's trying to kill the daughter of the princess and defend the the actual princess i love the scene where uh, he says, if you kill me, you'll be an enemy of the state. She's like, okay. She just leaves him. And then her assistant comes down with the hammer of death. And just, done. It's, oh, it's such a good scene. It's it, such a good scene. Just, like, the difference in power between where Bam is at that point and her lackeys. Where the, yeah, the lackeys of a ranker princess of Jihad yeah. is crazy. Like it's not even not even the top notch, but like just her lackeys. <sighs> yeah. It's so cool to see. I'm also super intrigued to like see more of like the, because we saw like the roles that different people can take while climbing the tower. Mm-hmm. You had the, uh, was it the the lighthouse, the spearman, the um, fisherman. Yeah, the fisherman, and then the uh, wave controller, wasn't it? Wave controller, and there's one more too, the scout. Scout, yeah. Because like those are the basic ones for cl- uh, for those listening who haven't seen it. Those are the basic classes essentially for climbing the tower. Is you can be a fisherman, which is like a swordsman in this case. They're good at close combat. Mm-hmm. A spearman, which is better at long distances. They're the sharpshooters. They're the spear throwers. You have scouts, which are information. They go and get information and yeah. inform people of things that are going on up ahead but are also deadly in close combat in their own right when they need to be. You have the wave controllers, which controls Shinsu and are able to uh, basically use it as magic and attack people that way. Manifest and then you have the lighthouse. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. It's so cool. And then you have the lighthouses, which are the information relays. They're the switchboard between the different people. Is that is that a good description? Yeah, I'd say that's a fairly apt description of them. I believe they were, uh, wasn't it navigators, what they called the uh, light cube? Navigators. Yeah, the lighthouse operators. Yes, okay. Or the light cube operators. Yes, those people. Yeah. Oh, the, the things are called lighthouses, yes. Yeah, lighthouses, yeah. Um, so it's, um, the whole idea of Shinsu really gets evolved upon past the, thir- past the third episode, and like you get to see Bam understand how to use it, and really, like, get good with using Shinsu, which is so cool. And then you eventually get to see kind of just how much of a natural talent he has with it when uh, Ranker sees his abilities, and it's like, you learned it that fast. Like, you saw it once, and you can do it as good as me. What the fuck? (laughs) It's so cool. It's really cool to see how he is just naturally gifted to do it. Mm Mm-hmm. How Bam is, like, he, Bam does belong there. He belongs, he is worthy to climb the tower. 100%. Like, it's like the, uh, uh, the gatekeeper, uh, Hedon, that was his name. Hedon, yes. Yeah, it's like Hedon was saying to Rachel, the tower opened for one of you on mistake. It wasn't him. Ooh. 
That's so cold-blooded, and oh, I love it. Oh, man. It just, like, it really sets the tone, though, for why she's such a cold-hearted bitch. It does set that tone really, really well. <laughs> and then it, it does um, it right at the very end, after you already hate her guts. Oh, yep. Yeah. Oh, every time. Um, yeah, Hedon's plan is really quite interesting, mm-hmm. and oh, I hate the exam commissioner. I despise him. Yeah? So much. The blonde-haired Japanese man? Yeah. I hate him. I hate him so much. Because he knew about Rachel. He's not going against the gatekeeper, which is his job. But he also purposely created a scenario to kill two people and not tell anyone else about it. Yeah. I'm just... (laughs) I'm amazed and also just frustrated at this man. Like, it's great writing. It's really compelling. But also... I despise his character just because he is he, he's such an asshole in every way yeah see and I, I'm kind of the other way around I think he is such a badass like like he's cool Wait, are we talking about the same person though when he was fighting against the ex- I'm not so- executioner like the actual exam commissioner not the uh, uh, first ranker we meet who puts up the Shinsu wall no not that guy yeah the, the commissioner the actual commissioner yeah okay just make sure we're on the same page. Yeah, because, like, when he's fighting the Executioner, just that nonchalant, like, you're supposed to be one of the, what was it, eight, like, top eight or whatever. Um, he was supposed to, I can't remember exactly how they... Oh, yeah, the assassin guy? Yeah, the one with the yeah. weird eyes. And yes, him and his weird furry suit. Yeah, just deals with him like he's nothing. <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, their final exam is really cool. Uh, all of the tests are really quite interesting and, like, cool ways to show how they can really advance and become better at what they're doing mm-hmm. and, like, give them a threshold to reach. The uh, I think it's really cool. The Shinsu test, the very first one that they did, was definitely mm-hmm. my favorite by far. Just that quick cut to everyone being pushed back followed by the dumbfounded looks and then just bam bam's just there he's just like i didn't get moved what happened like because at that point he doesn't even understand anything about like he doesn't know anything about shinsui like any of it no none of it none of it and then it's just all of a sudden just this massive introduction to it and he's already that level (laughs) it's it's really cool but also um it's also alluded again when he talks to the adjudicator. Mm-hmm. Okay, I just want to hear your thoughts on what do you think the adjudicator is? Um, okay, so he's... he. I think he's a turtle. You think he's a I turtle? Think he's a giant, I think he's a giant, like, world turtle. That's, like, that's kind of the vibes it gave me. Like, was the uh, Avatar the Last Airbender uh, sage turtle, lion turtle? Yeah, well, because he looks, the face kind of looks dragonish and like reptilian, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's going to be a dragon. I it's, think it's going to be a turtle. Because everything's very sea related. Everything's, everything's aquatic. Yeah, in some way. So, plus he kind of had that snout to him that was very yeah like turtled. Also, I'm just curious what to hear when he says uh, like because when Bam makes a contract with the adjudicator, he's like, uh, the adjudicator says this will be your shackles. Mm-hmm. I'm really curious to see where that goes, and like, if because Bam was able to use Shinsu with or Shinsu without 
needing to make a contract. Yeah. He was just able to do it. That was just his ability. It really is. Like it's. I'm so interested to see where the series goes because there is such a high ceiling, and they're not going to hit it for a very long time if it's done well. Oh yeah, like they have endless possibility with this. Oh yeah, so much. There's so much good, and they haven't even started climbing the tower yet. Oh yeah, no, they're just doing their tests, seeing if they can. That's so cool. I think that's really good and it's not like a short exam it's like ah this is like a preliminary get to know every character no this is like all this is serious there's life and death stakes people die Mm -hmm. things go down and we have like world shaking events essentially that happen within this exam because you have a daughter of a jihad princess who's not supposed to be alive climbing the tower you had a princess of jihad interrupt the exam and help one of the examinees progress without dying yep and taking out one of the assassins of the king of jihad to specifically help advance the yeah. other princesses and there's now two irregulars climbing the tower mm-hmm. i'm just i'm so curious to see where this goes especially with the irregular and regular concept because rachel and bam for those who who don't know are what's known as irregulars they're not supposed to be climbing the tower technically they're, they didn't follow the rules of the tower to get there. Yeah. Like, the, they weren't accepted in. They basically forced the doors open themselves. Yeah, they weren't chosen. They just did it themselves. Yeah. So. Which... And I like the... Like, I, yeah, go. I, I don't... Still don't fully understand how it is they managed to do that. I feel like it's like the sheer... Like, the, their sheer the want will. and willpower to yeah. do so. I think it's similar to, like, the full metal gate. Mm-hmm. Where it's just, like, you can force it open if you want to. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. That's Yeah, that's that's an interesting way to look at that. Yeah. Also, I have, like, theories of, like, what this is an allegory for, if you want to get into that. I mean, we, we definitely could. We're, what are we sitting yeah. at for time here? I'm not sure, man. Yeah, we're not doing too uh, bad. Yeah, we can, we can definitely do that. Okay, so I have a theory. And my theory is that, like, this is all an analogy for the afterlife. Mm-hmm. And that the tower is a, deter- is a test put on by the gods of this world to figure out whether you're going to heaven and ascend all the way up the tower, or if you're going to get kicked off the tower and thrown into the pit of hell. Yeah. Or... I feel like that... Or even if, like, the tower is basically the hell and you have to climb your way through it. Mm-hmm. to reach that higher plane mm-hmm. I think that's I think this is completely speculation this is all my own ideas there's no confirmed information about this but I think that's a I feel like that might be a good idea of what this is about as an allegory if you want to look that far deep into it kind of feels like that's the kind of tide it's taking it's a, it, it seems like the tone that the show is going into is just like it's dealing with the ideas of gods and you becoming a god uh-huh. and ascending to a different plane by climbing the tower. Yeah. Because the king of Jihad wasn't a regular. He passed the adjudicator's test. He was the... And became the king of Jihad. First man to climb the t- tower. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like I want to say that Bam is going to dethrone him eventually. I... This is like long-scale predictions. I can definitely see that happening. I feel like that's why... He's been 
like why the commissioner has been working towards letting him through um yeah well the adjudicator was also like all right you want to take a test go ahead yeah i kind of feel like the adjudicator and the commissioner and then like i kind of feel like they're almost plotting to dethrone jihad himself well he seems like kind of a tyrannical ruler man he does like he really does especially because it seems like he's relegated everyone to live outside of the tower Mm -hmm. and not climb it at all ever yeah that's why he's put up these massive tests and like threatened death upon anyone who doesn't take the test or disobeys him. Mm-hmm. This it's gonna be a really cool series for sure to see where this goes. Hundred percent, it will be. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to see what season two brings us. Um, yeah, I I personally think this is Hunter Hunter potential level of diversity of story and like interestingness of world. Yep. Because, like, you have a specific power set that people have, as well as, like, other things people can do to, like, still be strong, like the ignition weapons, and just, like, training. Mm-hmm. Not only using Shinsu, that's not the only thing you can do, you can also find other things. And there are other... I don't think we touched on this at all, but, like, the 13th month series of weapons, there are other ignition weapons outside of those. Yeah, like, the... Which is really cool. There's The giant a lot sword of... the dude had yeah kind of weaker tier ones it's just the 13 Mm -hmm. month series are like the top tier created by um i don't want to say created by jihad himself i can't remember if that's what they were but no it was uh he had someone make them for him but he gave them to all of his daughters yeah so they're like the top line yeah i'm also excited to see like what the other uh princesses of jihad are like Mm mm-hmm because I feel like they're going to be very, very different from the first princess, Ananok, and the other, the, the, the horned girl. Yeah, the one horned over. I, could, <laughs> I love that name. I can never remember her name. Um, yeah, no, that... That's definitely going to yeah. be an interesting thing to see. I'm right? excited to see how... Anak and the other princess end up working together with uh, Bam and Kuhn and all of them um, just because like with the path they're taking they're basically beginning to rebel against Jihad and if Bam does end up going after Jihad does it end up being because he's helping them or do they end up helping him because he's doing what they're doing like Mm -hmm. I'm interested to see it'll be really what drives him towards it kind of in the end yeah that'll be super cool also i'm i love the teaser of the navigator at the very end saying i can help you climb and he's like i must climb Mm -hmm. bam just with complete resolve he's like i have to climb yeah that's really cool also like the navigator character the second navigator not the one with the princess but the female one who's in the exam is really cool is really interesting and i want to see more of her and like get her backstory the lady with the really red hair you mean yes yes the one with the staff of death yeah yeah when she clocks bam in the back of the head i'm like oh no so much blood yeah thought he was gonna nearly died if only yeah Yeah. (laughs) then rachel would have got her wish and the show would have been over yeah if only Bam had but, gotten in the way and Rachel had just been clocked in the face. Ah, if that, only. Oh, that would have been so much better, man. That would have used up her one revive and mm-hmm. then she didn't have any more. And then she would have got stabbed and Bam would have been sad and then we would have found out more about her and then fuck that bitch. Yeah. Oh, man. 
I cannot wait for Kuhn to figure it out and to like tell everyone else and just say, ah, yeah, um, kill her Hon- now. Honestly, I'm not excited. Kuhn and I'm not excited for it because I can really see it driving a wedge between Kuhn and Bun. Like that's we're gonna have yeah. to deal with a lot of fighting in fighting there for a little while because of that. Uh, probably a little bit, but I, I like to seeing the mirror. I, I see a lot of mirroring between this and Hunter Hunter mm-hmm. with like the way certain characters are developed because you have uh, Bam and Kuhn who I think are like Kilu and Gon. Yeah. Very much. Yeah. No. Hundred percent. Bam is Gon. He has a he has a single track mind. He has one goal. He's gonna do it. Very naive Kuhn, but overpowered. Yeah. Yeah. And then Kuhn is like Kilu where he is strong. He knows about the world. He's a cunning, very smart individual. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of parallels between the two anime, and I think. Uh, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure... I want to say that the author of the manhwa took a lot of inspirations from Hunter x Hunter because it is it is such a prevalent series, it, and it's so popular. It really is. It, it, it's a great series itself, and I can see a lot of those tie-ins there with that. Oh, yeah. Well, is there anything else you want to talk about? Um, no, I think we've pretty well given everyone enough of a hopefully a taste maybe a craving to see it if they haven't already um yes and i okay. mean even if they have maybe a uh, desire to rewatch it yeah <laughs> yeah i know you rewatched it for this uh for this review i just like watched it for the first time mm-hmm. yeah no i definitely uh, well i was watching it on uh, simulcast as it was coming out there which was really nice yeah. but I just benched it all in like two days. That was my strategy for it. That's how I rewatched it too. I was just kind of sat down and went. It's very eh. bingeable. Yeah. Put it on. Oh my god, it's three o'clock in the morning. Whoops. <laughs> uh, there's two. I can't count how many times I've done that. Just watching anime, and it's like I was like, I'm gonna watch like two episodes. Eight episodes later, it's four in the morning. I have school the next day. Oh man. Oh no. It's it's easier for me to count the times it hasn't happened. <laughs> that is. Oh yes. <laughs> Uh, well, I think that's uh, going to be the, the entirety of our podcast. Uh, thank you all for listening. If you have made it this far, uh, we'll try to... Well, this is going to be up on as many feeds as I can get up there, but it's for sure on YouTube. So if you have uh, any discussions you want to have down in the comments, feel, feel free to leave a comment. Let us know how it's going. For any other feeds, I don't know what to do to start a conversation. Uh, you can find me at Animeister on YouTube and at uh yeah just there on youtube for now i'll have more social media as we move forward is there anywhere anyone can find you sean Um, any socials you want to promote not really yet don't really have anything too much going um but as as we get going a little bit more i'll be setting up a few things i gotta set up a couple of socials for some school projects that i'm doing so there'll be access to those and those will be up and kind of out and about for you guys once i have them all right perfect well uh that's been our review of tower of god and the end of this week i watched an anime podcast (laughs) that's gonna be so much fun to do for the rest of the rest of when we for the rest of this series to just have that long pause to distinguish the title podcast podcast. yeah (laughs) uh thank you all so much for listening i hope you had a fun time I know we did. We love talking about anime, even when we're not on a podcast. I've called Sean many times just to rant and rave about different anime I'm watching. Really, I mean, anytime we 
are talking or around each other, the conversation diverges there at least once or twice, or maybe for most yes, of it. Every time. <laughs> All right. Once again, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we'll see you guys next week for another episode of this podcast. Have yourselves a good afternoon or evening or night, whatever you're doing. Bye. Bye.